You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. It's not what's in your bank account, it's what's in your heart. Some people can just handle it, and God knows who they are. I was thinking about this today, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You know how we always couch this in terms of God will never give you more than you can handle. And we always couch it in terms of adversity. God will never give you more adversity than you can handle. Did you ever think of it this way, that God will not also give you more prosperity than you can handle? Prosperity within the body of believers has been quite the controversial topic from time to time. As Pastor J.D. will teach you in his message today, it's not so much what's in your bank account, but rather what's in your heart. In his study, you'll learn the importance of regularly reflecting on whether your belongings take precedence or the Lord does. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 78 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Think about this. If you were to, and by the way, a number of years ago I started journaling for this very reason. It's, I guess you could say a prayer journal serves as a Psalm 78 because even now I'll go back. So here we are in January 2019. I'll go back to January 2018. Sometimes it's... It's kind of hard. And, and, and there are days when, and, and I do it on my computer. I actually type faster than I can write. And I remember I had to write, actually write out something with a pen. And it was really kind of astonishing how my handwriting had deteriorated over the years because everything's digital now. And I, and I had to go back and it took me like, it was a, it was a card. I actually wrote a thank you card to somebody and I, it, it took me three times. It was just a very simple thank you card and I messed up so bad. You know, I tried to go back and make that L look like a T and then I botched it and it was worse. And I thought, well, you know, so I just threw it out and got another card and it took me like three times. I'm thinking, man, I, no wonder I just, you know, type things and, So sometimes I'll just be very detailed about how God was so faithful in a situation that I was in that was very difficult. A time when I was very discouraged. A time when I was full of fear and did not see how God was going to work it out. But God as he's always so faithful to, worked it out, not only worked it out for the good, it was exceedingly abundantly above and beyond, 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 beyond anything I could have ever thought, let alone asked. My uh, son was uh, texting me, uh, just today in fact, and we're working on something, and I said, you know, we just need to pray that, you know, the Lord uh, blesses this, and he's getting ready to go back on Sunday to 
uh, college uh, after the Christmas break. And um, so he, he texted me, he said, oh, Baba, this is too good to be true. So I texted back, God is too good and God is true. No such thing is too good to be true. In other words, if it's good, it's God. God will do that which only He can and always does. And when you journal these and, ha- and keep a prayer list and a record of all of those times, because you know what happens, we forget, right? We forget those times when we were just like in this situation where <laughs> there's no way. I mean, this is bad. This is really, really bad. This is really, really, really bad. And then we pray, and it's like we have to inform God, God, this is really bad. Could you imagine God in heaven going, wow, I didn't realize it was so bad. (laughs) When did this happen? I mean, okay, now this is really bad. This is really, really, what do you mean? You're supposed to be all-knowing. What do you mean, when did this happen? What do you mean this is really bad? Did you ever think that maybe God allowed the situation to become as bad as it is so that He could show you how good He always is? And were it not for that situation being as bad as it is, how's God going to show His faithfulness and His goodness in the midst of how bad that situation is? Sometimes I think that, I know in my own life, and we're going to talk about this on Sunday, by the way, in Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. Really looking forward to it. We're actually going to do a a two-part series on uh, the purpose of suffering. The purpose of suffering. The, the, what, what is produced in our suffering, in our trials? And I don't want to preach Sunday's sermon tonight, but maybe a little bit of a spoiler alert. One of the biggest reasons, I believe, is, is that God wants to bring us to the end of ourselves with that bad situation that He has brought into our lives, allowed, permitted, in our lives, not necessarily caused, but allowed, because He wants to show us His faithfulness and His goodness in ways we could have never otherwise known had we not been in that situation. This is how it is with the Israelites. And that's to me the important life lesson when it comes to the goodness of God, the blessing of God. I'm going to suggest this, and it might jam your gears, and I'll try to explain it. But I believe that oftentimes prosperity and blessing can be more difficult for us to handle than is adversity. And the reason is, is that when things are going good, 
we're prone to forget the Lord. When things are not going good, we have no choice but to turn to the Lord. But no, when when things are just going smoothly and smashingly, I like that word, by the way, smashing. That's a word we need to bring back. You look smashing. (laughs) When things are just smashing, and you're just blessed. You know, God is just blessing your life, and things are going well. That's when you're more likely to kind of glide and abide, as one said. Proverbs 30, I want to read verses 7 through 9. Two things I request of you, deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. You want to know why? Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. I think of what Jesus said. It is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. You want to know why? Because in that abundance, in that prosperity, in those riches, you trust in them instead of the Lord. And... In Matthew 6, Jesus would say that that prosperity, those riches, can actually become your God. Don't get me wrong, it's not what you have, it's what has you. It's not what's in your bank account, it's what's in your heart. Some people can just handle it, and God knows who they are. I was thinking about this Today, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, you know how we always couch this in terms of God will never give you more than you can handle. And we always couch it in terms of adversity. God will never give you more adversity than you can handle. Did you ever think of it this way, that God will not also give you more prosperity than you can handle? And it's different for every single one of us. Some of us can handle it more than others, but When we're blessed and prospering, then we tend to put our trust in that which God has blessed us with. Is this not the pattern with the Israelites? I mean, time and time again, God blesses them, God delivers them, and then things are going well, and then they forget the Lord. It's like God's going, oh man. Do I have to have adversity strike to get you to come back? Because you're just off. You've forgotten me. You've denied me. You've even provoked me. What is it about adversity that causes us to draw near to the Lord? And what is it about prosperity that causes us to distance ourselves from the Lord? I think that's the lesson of the psalm. 
And the pattern is this. God blesses, the Israelites turn away from the Lord. God brings adversity, they turn back to the Lord. God blesses them when they turn back to the Lord. And then they forget the Lord, and then God has to bring adversity again, and they come back to the Lord, and then God blesses them, delivers them. They forget the Lord. I mean, do I need to keep going? I want to share with you something from G. Campbell Morgan. This one, this really hit me. (laughs) Listen to what he says. It would seem almost past belief, unbelievable to us, as we read that a people, speaking of the Israelites, so led, could forget. And again, we're hard on them, right? We're critical of them, yeah. I would never do that. Oh yeah. Oh really? How are you so sure about that? It's it's unbelievable, Campbell Morgan says, (laughs) that People so led, people so delivered, people on the receiving end of God's faithfulness time and time again could forget? Yet, listen, is not this sin, sin of forgetfulness with us perpetually? Come on, let's be honest. We forget. We forget the goodness of God. All of those times in the past where He delivered us, miraculously sometimes, at the eleventh hour sometimes. I think about David as Asaph recounts at the end of the psalm, when he's there on the battlefield, his father sends him to check on his brothers, who are there in the battlefield against the Philistines. And he shows up there and he hears one time what the entire army of the Israelites under King Saul had been hearing day and night, every day, every night for 40 days and 40 nights. This uncircumcised Philistine blaspheming the name of the Lord his God And that's not okay. Now keep in mind, David is probably, some believe, in his early teens at the time. And he shows up there, and his oldest brother, Eliab, who I believe is still bitter and resentful because when Samuel came to their home to anoint the next king of Israel, he was the heir apparent as the oldest son. He was a sure thing, slam dunk. And Samuel goes from the oldest to the youngest, as was the custom in that day. It is to this day as well in the Middle East. Starting with Eliab all the way down to the seventh brother. David wasn't even in the lineup. He's out shepherding the flock. I really believe that Eliab was bitter towards David, because when David shows up, what does Eliab do? What are you doing here? Go back home, you little runt. And here's David, this man, dare I say kid, who has a heart after God's own heart. And what's what's his response? 
Did you hear what he said? What is going on here? Dad sent me to see how you guys are doing. What's, what's happening? Did you just hear him blaspheme God? Let me at him. <laughs> Where, where's Saul? Go home. No. I want to go into Saul. He goes into Saul. Saul, this isn't okay. He's been blaspheming the name of the Lord our God, and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to shut his mouth forever. What's Saul's response? Come on, David. This guy has been killing people older than you, longer than you've been alive. He will eat you for lunch and spit out the leftovers. There's no way. It's not going to happen. And I love what David says. He says, uh, excuse me, Saul, with all due respect. I, I believe David was very respectful to the king. This was his father-in-law to be, by the way. <laughs> this is after, in fact, he sl- slays Goliath. There's, there's two rewards from the king, one of which is that he gets to marry Michal, Uh, Saul's daughter. I don't know if that was a blessing or a curse, but (laughs) the second thing is he would not pay any taxes. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. (laughs) So David says to Saul, you know what God did in the past? Do you know how God was so faithful to me in the past delivering into my hands a bear and a lion. This uncircumcised Philistine is going to be nothing. He was basing that on God's past faithfulness. He had not forgotten what God had done. And maybe that's a word for us tonight. Don't forget what God did in the past when you find yourself in a similar situation or even a worse situation in the present. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is faithful, even when we're faithless. I think about what Paul said about how And it's kind of a rhetorical, almost a sanctified, cynical way of saying it, even asking it. It it goes like this. You mean to tell me that God, who would send His only begotten Son to die for you and pay in full for all of your sins, God would not withhold His Son from you, Is there anything that he would not do for you? No, think about that. God loves me so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for me because of his love for me. He did not withhold his only begotten son. Is there anything he's going to withhold from me? You mean to tell me that 
I'm in a situation, it's very difficult, it's very scary. Let's be honest. I'm in a very scary situation, and it doesn't look good. So let's just be reasonable here. God sent His Son to redeem me, to deliver me from the bondage and the slavery to sin, and purchased in full offering to me the free gift of eternal life, and I don't think God's going to do this. It's not even on the same scale in comparison. I mean, I I think of it this way. We're trusting God when that trumpet sounds for the dead in Christ to rise first, and we who are alive and remain to be caught up to be with Him forever, and we can't trust God for this month's mortgage payment. Does that make sense? That's what Paul's saying. If, if, God, if God's going to do that, why wouldn't he do this? If it's good, God says it's a done deal. I'm not going to withhold anything that's good from you. If you ask anything according to his will, you got it. You can have that which you ask for. If it's good and it's God's will, He will give it to you. Now here's a question. Here's David. You think it's God's will that he deliver this uncircumcised Philistine into his hands, who's blaspheming his name? Uh, God delivered a lion and a bear into his hands in the past. Why wouldn't God do this in the present? I think it's interesting that G. Campbell Morgan would call forgetfulness sin. (laughs) Yet is not this sin of forgetfulness with us perpetually? By the way, let me just say we're not going to go any further tonight, because I know some of you might be looking at your watches going, oh my goodness, we're still on Psalm 78. (laughs) Relax, we're going to, we'll pick it up in Psalm 79 next week. He says, in some day of danger and perplexity, we become so occupied with the immediate peril as to utterly fail to think of past deliverances. Did you catch that? Did you hear that? (laughs) We're so focused on the perilous situation that we're in in the present, we have completely forgotten God's faithfulness and deliverance in the past. Thanks for taking the time to listen today to In Spirit and Truth. Pastor J.D. has been taking us through the book of Psalms, detailing the author's messages of hope and pain, joy and sorrow. You may have found today that you identified with the sentiments expressed in today's passage. And if that's the case, we encourage you to explore more. Dive into the Word yourself and ask God to reveal additional love and personal truth that He knows you need to hear today. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in Psalms 2, you can find them online at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Are you a part of a community of believers? 
if you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to urge you to remedy that soon. A church family can be a source of support, a cheering squad, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can give of your unique talents in support of others as well. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. There's a lot to discover at our website, including a link to our mobile app, social media pages, and Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Updates. That website, one more time, is inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have for today. Join us next time to continue learning from the book of Psalms, right here on In Spirit and Truth. <laughs> 